Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, uh, we have a very special guest. It's a young lady that I've known for almost 20 years. 20 years, folks. And um, a dear friend of mine, um, she lives out in LA, and uh, this will conclude the California Dream Podcast out here. And I really wanted to finish off with Bang because I feel like she has a very special story to tell. And I think people need to hear this story just because it's it, it inspires those out there who want to come to L.A., who want to be whatever they want to be out here. Her name is Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> this is, I just want to start by saying this is so weird. Okay. Go ahead. I'm feeling a little weird. Why is it weird? Tell me why it's weird. <laughs> because I just feel so shy. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're on the pod. We're having a conversation, you and I. Mm-hmm. The world will hear it very soon. But um, give people a little background about um, you getting to L.A. first. How did you, like, what happened? There was a story behind this, and I want you to tell the folks about the story. Okay. They, they need to hear right. the story. <clears throat> you don't have to name names, because <laughs> I don't want to get sued. But okay. go ahead. T- give them a background of what happened, because... Um, you had planned to come out here with some people, and that didn't happen that way. Yeah. Right. No. So um, we, you and I went to Syracuse together, um, <clears throat> and I had planned, that's how we know each other, and um, I had planned after college, we were going to, I was either going to move to New York or LA, and there was like a group of guys that I did my senior film thesis with, and they were very good friends of mine, and we were had all decided we were going to move out to LA. We were going to do it together. We were going to like come and we had made like a documentary together and we had made like a, we had traveled to Florida together to like, you know, shoot a documentary after college. And we were going to like go out and do this all together. (laughs) And, um, after graduation, we had each gone to our respective house, like homes and we were going to we were going to save up money and I kept calling them and then go out and I kept calling them being like, when are we going to do this? What's happening? When are we leaving? What are we going to do? And one of the times when I called them, I was like, Hey, like what is going on? Are we ever going to like all go out to LA? And he was like, yeah, we're, we're all already here. We just, we decided to go and they went and they left without me and they didn't take me. Um, and I had asked why. And they said, it was because I was like, girl and they thought it would be weird to live with me and one of the things one of them actually said was I mean Lisa like what if you get your period and like we're all like living in the same house and I was like like I was like you should worry if I don't get my period like what are you talking about and so they left me high and dry um and I was really bummed because they're my friends so wait a minute. I, this is the first time I've actually heard that part of the story, folks. Um, if you can see my face right now, I'm I'm pretty blown away because that's some bullshit right there. That's some real bullshit. <laughs> if you get your period, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it was really. Um, it just sucked. It sucked. So, so what? From that point, what happens to you? <laughs> well, I was waitressing and living in my parents' basement. And, um, the, and I was bummed that my friends had gone without me, but I still really wanted to, I don't know, do something. I didn't want to like 
live in my hometown and just get a job there. I had dreams and aspirations and I wanted to try to chase them. And so, um, but I needed a kick in the pants. And one night I remember coming out of my waitressing job and it was like November and it was like midnight and there was already frost on the ground. And I was like, I I can't, I can't do another winter. Syracuse winters are terrible. Um, as you know, and so I was like, I can't do another winter. And the next day I bought a plane ticket to LA and I was like, I'm just going to go myself. So let's rewind real quick. Uh, you're living in your parents' basement, waitressing. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you folks, um, I did get cut for one of her movies in college. <laughs> I wasn't good enough, but, uh, well, here we are still, well, here we still, but again, it's neither here or there, but. What mentally, how, what was your mental psyche at this point where you're waitressing, you're living at home, your friends, your quote unquote friends left you? Like, where was your your mind at this time? Because actually, I mean, this seems sexist to me all the way around. Or they just didn't really want you out there. Or did they know that you're the most talented person? So I guess I asked you a lot of questions here. One <laughs> I would, think they just one would be, I think they were just guys and they wanted to... It was going to be, I think they just decided that they didn't ultimately, like we were all going to live together. And I think they just ultimately decided they didn't want, I don't know, me or a girl. I don't know if it was one or the other, but specifically, but they didn't want me to live with them. And just, you know, you're 20, I don't know, two years old, 23 years old, whatever. And um, I mean, it's, it takes a certain amount of like bravery that I think a 20, a young, you know, person doesn't necessarily have to tell somebody like, listen, I know we said we were going to do this, but we don't want to do this. So sorry. And it was probably just easier to just pick up and leave. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm blown away. I, I knew, I knew, I knew some of the story, but I didn't really, I never, I don't want to get people's business like that. So <laughs> now we're here 20 years later talking about it. So, okay, you buy your plane ticket. Yes. What happens next? Like, what's going through your mind? You're buying a plane ticket. Do you have a place to stay when you get out here? Do you have friends out here? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? So, um, I bought a plane ticket to San Francisco where my uncle lived. And he gave me an old car of his, like like an old Honda Civic. And, and, I, and then I drove down to L.A. And um, I had... A friend that I knew, that I didn't go to high school with, but I knew from my high school years, and he was there going to AFI, and, uh, and they were like living in Glendale, and I was going to stay on their couch for until I got an apartment, and then it was a girl, like one of my best friends from high school, her, a friend of hers from college, lived in LA and was looking for a roommate, and so I just moved in with her. And I didn't know her. So you basically are on I a prayer and a dream. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I stayed on a couch for two days and then was at this stranger's apartment that was now my own. It's the American dream. We're going to make it happen, it seems like to me. Yeah. So were your parents nervous for you? I, mean, I don't know. If they were, they didn't. Um, if they were, they didn't let on. They were supportive and just said, yeah, go do it. So let's go back. So it's 2000, what, 2003? Three. 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 How much money did you come out here with? I don't remember, honestly. I mean, it wasn't a lot, like, but I don't, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like $3,000? Okay. 
Okay, so that gave you down payment for an apartment. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So were you nervous at all? Like, coming out here with three, three K, you, you got nothing, you got nothing going for you. You're going to hope, prayer, and dream, and you're like, what happens to me next? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I had no idea. But I think when you're that young, you're kind of stupid and naive, and so you just go do it. I think I would be much more scared. Like, I'm scared to move out of my neighborhood in Los Angeles. I've only lived in, like, one neighborhood the whole time I've been here. Like, different places, but one neighborhood. And I would, I'm too nervous to move out. <laughs> it's all I know. And, like, but when you're 21, you're stupid and young, and you just don't think about it. And so... So I you guess, just do it. I don't know if I would do it again if I was this age. So I guess you, you move in with this random girl. Yeah. It didn't go well. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> it did not go well. Because obviously you have no idea what these... And what was your first job in LA when you Waitress. got Waitress. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, I, I see, okay. My first prerogative was to start to make money. And so I knew that... Um, I wanted to work as, I wanted to like work in the entertainment industry. I wanted to like work as a producer or something like that. Um, but I knew it was going to, it was going to be hard to get a job. So I just knew that I, the first, like, I don't know, day one, when you show up, you need to start making money. So I was going to waitress until I figured something out. I see this is, again. I didn't know this at all. So this is just myself getting reintroduced to this whole story. Yeah. So you're waitressing out here. Hustling, trying to get some money in your pocket. Yes. And you're still, and you're also applying to jobs. Yes. And what was your first job out here? My first job was an internship, an unpaid internship. Okay. Uh, you, know, uh, you only see names. You don't got to say names, but. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't want to. But At I mean, a production company. Um, and I don't remember much about it, except that it was in Santa Monica and the people were pretty nice, but they were frightened of like the principal producer. And I remembered wrapping her kids, uh, Christmas presents. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that was like the most I remembered, but I did a good job and I was always on time and I didn't earn, I like worked earnestly and was nice to people and did a really so this unpaid internship lead to another internship? Yes. No. So it, then it led to a job. Okay. So job. like the first job, if you want to work in Hollywood at all, like the best first job to have is working at one of the big agencies and being like an assistant agent. I think at least, I think that's like the best way you get an overview of like, if you don't know what you want to do, like you get an overview of the business and how it works and like who puts together what and like, it's like the macro of movie making. Um, and the great thing is, is you listen to the agent's phone calls. Like, so your agent that you work for, like your main job is to like dial the phone numbers for them and connect them through to phone calls. Um, and you know, send packages and answers, emails and whatever, but like you listen to their phone calls. So you start to understand what's going on. And if you have a really good boss, then they start, then they will, which I did. He was amazing. And, um, they start to teach you like. I don't know, understanding how to like put movies together and like what, like how to get a writer an open writing assignment. And then like, you know, he'll be like, okay, who should I call next? And you'll be like, called it you. Oh, you just spoke to this person. Now you want to call this person. And yes, exactly. And who am I going to want to call after that? This one, this like, and so like you start to like understand their business and you understand like their lives and like what's going on and um, how they're putting things together. So would you say this job launched your career? 
I mean, it was my first job. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it launched my career, but it was it was my first job. And it was the best. It was so much fun. Okay. So it was a really tough environment, but it was really, really fun. And this is paid, correct? Yes. This is paid, but I will say this. I made more money um, at my waitressing job than I did. So was that at the agency. disheartening at the end of the day? Or was it kind of What's like, that? Was that disheartening you were making more money there? or? Well, at that point, it wasn't about the money. So, like, when I was in my last days of waitressing before I... When I was interning in waitressing, I would cry every night that I would waitress because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of stressing about, like, meals. This is stupid. Like, I'm, this wasn't, I'm not here for this. Um, so, I was just happy to, like, be on my way. Okay. And I knew it was a good... I knew it was the right first step, and I knew it was a good job, and I liked my boss, and everything was, like... And I liked, like, you're in a mail room with, like, a bunch of other, you know, guys and girls who are in the exact same position. Like, they're young and you're all, like, you know, new to Hollywood together. And, like, most of you are new to L.A. together. So it's, like, a really good place to get, like, like to start a social, you know, like, start to make friends. And that's those, so I've heard over and over again... Since I've been in LA, just with the interviews and pods and whatnot, that LA is all about networking out here. Is that yeah. true? Is that what you have you, in your careers? In your career, have yes. you been networking? And is that yeah. how you got your next position? Or was that only, is this the only job you had? No, with, this is not the only job I had. Okay, um, it was the second job. So is this with connections or no connections here? What's that? The second job. The second job yes. from the agency? Um... That was not a connection. That was like, uh, you know, if you're working in an agency, agents don't just get their clients' jobs. They also get other executives' jobs. They also get other assistants' jobs because they want to, like, place you in places. They, like, it benefits them if their assistant goes on to do bigger and better things. Mm. So they're interested in like, so, so it wasn't necessarily my connections, so to speak, but it was like starting to be, I guess, the pedigree of like, okay, so I'm in this, like I was an Endeavor assistant. And so then you can, like you had an agency experience so you could get other jobs. Nice. Some, some other like assistant jobs were like agency. It was like the base, like agency assistant experience required so what was your next job after that my next job after that was working for a manager um and he was a he had been a partner at another one of the big agencies and he was leaving to do his own management company and so i uh got the job as his assistant awesome so is that what blossomed your career or no okay okay (laughs) it almost ended it (laughs) so okay, okay so how many years are we into this at this point uh, it's like two and a half years. So again, people, I want people to understand, especially for young kids that are listening out here, it doesn't happen overnight. Success does not happen overnight. It takes time. <laughs> I don't, yeah. it ta- I mean, think about it, it does. It, 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 there, you have to go through so many different things to get to where you need to get to. Mm-hmm. And this is for the listeners out here to understand that think you, you're not Joe Millionaire tomorrow. You're not going to be the hottest director agent tomorrow you might have a great idea but a million people other people have great ideas so i'm sorry go ahead so what happened with the agency you almost lost you almost lost your job with the agency or you no no i didn't i got a it was time to move on because i didn't want to be an agent oh i'm sorry i didn't want to be an agent so it was time to move on you can't spend more than like 
a year and a half at an agency or like, I don't know, maybe two years if you're not going to be an agent. It's just a waste of time. Okay. So, um, so I got moved on to my next job and, um, uh, yeah, it was fine for a while, but I still didn't, it, I, it was in representation, which I still knew I didn't want to do. Um, and it was stressful to be at such a small company and like be the lowest person at the small company because like I couldn't even leave to go and go to a doctor's appointment. Like, cause if I left, then no one was going to answer the phones. Like mm. I was, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> and like no one would get their calls. So there was like no, I don't know. There was nothing like I couldn't, there's, there's, I could like, it was hard to even go to the bathroom. So what changed for you to become successful now? You tell me. Well, it was just luck. So like I was gonna, I just didn't want to work there anymore. And I wanted to, and I knew that I wanted to, like, I still hadn't had the opportunity to work for a producer or like do what I actually had wanted to do. I was only working in representation, which was not what I actually wanted to do, but it was like a means to an end. And, um, I wasn't able to get any other jobs. Like I like interviewed for so many other jobs working for producers and I didn't get any of them. And then I was going to like quit and like work in advertising or something. And I like even interviewed for a few of those jobs and I didn't get any of those either. And then one day I was talking to the IT guy at our company. IT guy. <laughs> like, and like a freelance <laughs> IT guy, lovely person. He's amazing. And, um, and I was like telling him that like, ugh, this sucks and I don't like it and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, would you ever want to work for a director? Cause one of my clients, my other clients, other IT guys whose computers I do, is looking for a second assistant. And I was like, yes, like being an assistant to a director is, that's like the dream assistant gig is the director's assistant. So I said, yes, absolutely. And it turned out to be Judd Apatow, who I was like a huge fan of. Like I was on the Safe Freaks and Geeks mailing list. And so I was so psyched and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And, um, and then that's the job I got. And that was the best version of all those previous failures because that was the, the that was where it all started that was so where it all happened how many years did it take you to get to that that point? job um since so maybe three so you're we, we graduated in 03 so you're talking about 06. yeah i probably yeah probably was six okay so three years again three years folks again your, your dream job doesn't come tomorrow next day it comes when it's time to get it so and i lost out on a lot of things that i thought like were going to be amazing. And I don't know, maybe they would have been, but this was the... I lost out on a lot to get to the right one. That's a beautiful thing, though. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't realize at that moment, but now you, you kind of Yeah. Did. So from that standpoint, you move on. you got a great gig. You're learning from one of the pretty big movie producers, or TV shows. He movies. T- TVs he, and movies. TVs and movies. Because yeah. movies, he was... I started working for him when he was writing Knocked Up. And so okay. that was like when, yeah. like, okay. yeah. he had done a bunch of things before then. Yes, okay. But wasn't the whole, wasn't the household name he is now. Right, correct. Because I, I remember Freaks and Geeks. I remember that. Yeah. But I don't really remember. I remember Knocked Up, obviously. But I'm just trying to remember. Now, was he a good, good was he good? Not just like he was a good manager for at that point because you were learning a lot from him. Yes, it was amazing. Okay. It was so wonderful. And... Again, going back, looking back now, yeah, from everything that you went through, and that's crazy. You I mean from? Let me think about your friends who you thought were your best good friends in college, leaving you to go to LA. Yeah. You 
Our waitresses in PA. Yes. It's cloudy. It's miserable. It sucks. And you live in the basement. <laughs> and as one of my as one of my former people, if you listen to season one from Garrett's story, he was like, "You can't even creep because you, you live in a home." So it's just like you're in yeah. the basement. So it's a lot of yes. things that's going on. You know, I mean, just in general. Well, it's like anxiety. It was just anxiety producing for me because I just didn't. I was like, I didn't want to be the person that didn't take a chance. You know, like I was, when I was there, I was going, I think I like had a, I worked for a few days at like some like local TV station, like right over the like border in Delaware. And it was so like, it was like a graveyard of broken dreams. (laughs) And like, I was like, I was like, I just don't, I was like, I just don't want to like look back with regret and, and like be the person that never tried. So, so I figured it was better to try and fail than to have never tr- like to never try. So here's a here's a big here's a kicker, and I know you pro- you've told me this. You went back to our alma mater because you got inducted. Yes. Into the hall. What would you inducted into the hall of fame for? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, what do you mean? For I mean, what was I guess they called you back randomly. I don't know. Huh? They said that I don't know. They like so at the Newhouse School. There's like the and the, the wall, the wall of fame, wall of and fame. it's like all the pictures of their successful alumni. So I guess they at a certain point considered me a success. And how do how do they find out about you? Like what? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. That's always I don't interesting. Know. Like, you know, actually, no, that's not true. Um, when I was working for Judd, we would, I was in touch with the alumni people because we were always looking for interns. And so I think they knew. And they also had a very, um, like Syracuse had a very like dialed in like alumni network. And so when you were even just starting out and you were like, that was an avenue, like this was before LinkedIn and all that stuff. So like it was a really good avenue um, to have your resume and just to like be involved in just to like hear about potential job opportunities. So I think they were like tracking me from that. I think they knew I was there from that. And then I don't know, maybe they just like, I don't know. I don't know. So they Syracuse is stalking you. Yeah. It's all good though. No, 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 no. I have nothing but love for Syracuse. So, um, what would you tell your younger self right now? If you had to replay all this again, what would you tell yourself? I don't know. Take fountain. <laughs> Just Take, kidding. That's, no, 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 you're good. No, it's a fam- that's a that's a famous quote. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's okay. like a, a Betty Davis quote or something. Okay, okay, no, 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 no I look at you like. Okay. But it's 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 like about Hollywood and that like so. What you don't know is that Fountain, because you're not an LA resident, but like Fountain is a street in LA that it runs parallel to Santa Monica Boulevard, but often doesn't have as much traffic. So it's like an alternate route. Um, so that's what take Fountain means. It's like take an alternate route. Take I just take, something new tonight. Take an un, like take a different path. Take Fountain. Take alternate Fountain path into okay. So you would tell yourself take Fountain. Yeah, just or just follow it, follow and, Fountain, because I feel like that's the way I came. It was not like, like so. Uh, so say I'm a college grad, I'm a Newhouse badass from mm-hmm. Syracuse, and I'm just striking out on every last thing because there was an episode in season one with Garrett. Who, you know, I know, I remember, I remember in like the years after college, 
He was like, um, it was like a cartoon character. He had like a rain cloud over his head. Yeah, like he, he just like everything, like nothing was working out. I remember he, I have a memory of us being in New York together and his like, like he had like one of those like terrible nights. And then in the morning his car had been towed and it was like, just like so perfect G like it was like. Everything was going wrong for him. Yeah. But then it all turned out right. It's a beautiful thing now. It's a beautiful we talked about that. It's a beautiful thing, but that's what it sounds like. And I I, I I'm not saying Newhouse failed him on the first time because it, things worked out differently and it, he's doing great now. And those skills that he learned from Newhouse have have actually helped him now in his political career. Yeah. Um so you would say take fountain. That was, I like that. So I like Well, no, but this would be the real is be nice. And, and work hard. Okay. And be nice. No one likes to work with assholes. Nice, nice. So, if you want to, it's up to you. Would are there any projects? I know you can't say, but are there any projects you think are working on right now, or anything you have cooking up? I know, you, I know LA's quiet about. It. You can't get out secrets, but <laughs> I'm just asking. This is just, just you know. Sure. When I I well so. After I was working for Judd, I decided to be, I want, well, I wanted, I had always wanted to be a writer and working for him, like learning everything I did from him and working with all the writers gave me the confidence to like think that I could actually do it because the reason why I pursued like producing instead of writing was because I didn't think that I could do it. Um, so I guess that's what I would tell my younger self was like, have more confidence and like, like you could do it. Like you could do what you want to do. Um, but now you worked on a pretty big big time movie yes for females yes you want i mean i don't you, i mean this is your time to say what you gotta say but you can say whatever you would like <laughs> yeah to. i worked on bridesmaids it was the best thing in the world nice nice and how'd you get onto that project because it was um it was uh well judd was producing it so it was part of my you know job to help him with all that stuff and um I, you know, back from when I was assist and his assistant, I would just like sit there in the meetings and take notes. And, um, I had just been around the project long enough. And so I asked him for the opportunity to be on the set and like help them as one of the producers on the set. And, um, he granted it to me. Nice. nice. <laughs> and that was one of the most successful movies. Yeah. It was amazing. It's like the, it's it was so cool to be a part of. Yeah, and I think I see your name in the credits too. It is in the, I know, in I the know credits. That, I know that. I know that. <laughs> but uh, I, I just wanted to, I'm going to wrap this up, but I wanted to thank you for being on a No Picks After Dark podcast. A couple of our friends are kind of salty because they're not on it right now. We're not going to name names, but she knows I love her. I know. She's the most accomplished of all she of us. She is the most accomplished. She's going to be on season three. She's uh, Deidre Nelson. Deidre Nelson, look her up. Is the most accomplished of anyone. Out of all our friends, I agree. She's the she's done the best. So we're not gonna talk about her yet. But and is, has the most beautiful hair. She does. She does. But uh, I wanted to thank you for being on this stuff. Thanks for coming, Erin. We had so much fun. I'm so glad you're here. We yeah. had a lovely dinner before this. Yes, yes. And uh, our babies both um, took baths together. They did. They took baths. It's that that West Coast thing out here. It was it, nice. Everybody loves everybody out here. It's a beautiful thing. And I appreciate you welcoming us into your home and and just enjoying a lovely evening. And this concludes <laughs> okay. No Picks at the Dark podcast. <laughs> We're out. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>